And um, it's much more important to understand that it's not just that you win, it's how you win that matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our new listeners of the Voices of Santa Clara podcast, and welcome back to our reoccurring supporters. I'm your host, Malachi Finn, and today I have with me two SCU stand-up comedy legends, Daryl Goss and Neil Nguyen. <laughs> so can you both introduce yourselves to the audience and give a little background about yourself, maybe your major, where you're from, your position in the stand-up comedy club, and whatever else you think is necessary to speak about? Hey, everybody. This is Daryl uh from los angeles i am a psychology major and sociology minor uh final year at scu and i am the president of the stand-up comedy club (laughs) 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 Uh, okay i'm i'm neil i'm the treasurer of the club and i'm a senior and i'm from san jose dope so thank you both for coming on the pod Uh, i really appreciate it we are starting this series called Going Clubbing, in which we interview members from underrepresented clubs or clubs that we believe should be highlighted just off of what they give and provide to the SU community, the students, and like the, I would say the pleasure it is for us to have you here. So I think the Stand Up Comedy Club is definitely one of those and I want to get into it and, and let the audience know more about you guys. So the first question I have is, when did you guys start doing stand-up comedy, and how did you get involved with the leadership roles within the stand-up comedy club? Yeah, so Neil and I actually started around the same time. We joined yeah, We joined the club, I think, that exact same week, and uh, just from there, so that was our, that was our sophomore year, fall quarter of our sophomore year, and um, yeah, we've been doing it ever since. What's funny is, becoming president, I initially, like, wasn't sure if I wanted to, you know, lead the club, but everyone agreed that like they thought that I would be a good president because like I guess I'm. They said I'm like the most emotionally invested in the club, <laughs> so I just said sure, I'll I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> what about you, Neil? How did you start stand up comedy, and what made you want to get into that? I actually think uh, I think Daryl started a few weeks earlier than me because by the time I went to my first meeting, he was already pretty familiar with the. Uh, people there but he was like super chill and he was like really nice to me when I met him but um I think I had just transferred to SU my sophomore year and you know I would like I was trying to like throw myself into something like something to feel involved at school or whatever because I didn't live there so I wanted to just throw myself into a club and so I went to the club day and they had all their tables out and like there was stand-up comedy club that was like a barren table that had like nothing on it besides stickers and two guys (laughs) And they were just like, I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like the vibe from that table was two guys that were literally just hanging out at that table and casually talking to people. But the other ones, they're like really aggressive. They're like, oh, hey, you should join us. Come over here, talk to us or whatever. But these guys were, they literally like did not care. And they had these cool stickers. So I joined. <laughs> I didn't go to a meeting until like halfway through the quarter. And that first meeting I went, I think they literally went... There was some comedy bar or whatever that they went to and they and we got to hear people perform, which was really cool. And it was like right off the bat, they're like, let's just go. And I thought it was really cool from then on. And then I've just been a member ever since. That's a great story. So, like, I've seen both of you perform on stage a few times and I think you both perform well and engage with the audience. 
And it was clear to me that both of you have studied the art of stand-up comedy for a while. So I was wondering who are some of your favorite comics and what specials inspired you or made you want to do stand-up comedy yourself? I'd say my favorite comedians are um, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, the late, great George Carlin, Michael Che, just to name a few. All of Bill Burr's and Dave Chappelle's specials have been a huge influence. They're all just really, you know, funny, but also thought-provoking. George Carlin always made you think outside the box. He was just always thinking about the stuff that we weren't thinking about. He saw stuff that we didn't see. And Michael Che, you know, he always call he always makes you laugh while also calling out you know the absurdities in this country which is really good so yeah no i'm trying to think right now because like before i like threw myself in the club i actually didn't really watch stand up very much like i'd see clips online or whatever it's like oh that's kind of funny i guess but i didn't watch it independently and even now i don't really watch it but i guess <laughs> from joining the club there was a, a comedian that came to SCU, uh, someone like got it organized and got it to come and do stand up or whatever, and it was really great. And her name's Taylor Tomlinson. I think she's on the come up now, or maybe she's Loki. I'm not sure, but she's really, really good. I think she works with SNL, and I thought like she was fantastic. Whenever I see her online, I'll watch like the whole clip every time, just because she's so like blunt. She's like really on the nose about her jokes, and she has like these really funny facial expressions and the way that. She tells her jokes. Her deliveries are like really funny. But besides that, I'm not really sure if I like connect very well with like all these all other like mainstream comedians. I don't really watch that much. Mm. Yeah. Coming up, I always used to watch stand up comedy. Um, my favorites were Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac, a lot of like the Def Jam comedy stuff or in just like satirical shows in general, such as In Living Color. I don't know if you guys are aware about that, but I really loved those types of Comics, for me, I've always been intrigued by comics that, like Daryl has said, that are thought-provoking. But also, I like the hacky stuff, too. I'm not going to lie. I, I like that. But I, I like intelligent comedy now. At this point, like I used to like, oh, black versus white people jokes. But now it's more so, like I think, jokes that are attacking problems is what I'm interested in. And I think that's the type of environment that is necessary for us to continue to evolve and move. And what's also interesting about that is being in a very liberal place such as SCU, it seems as though like you guys have to maybe censor yourself while you're doing your jokes. So I have a, like with that, I have a question. Do you feel that being at SCU, you have to censor the material you're providing or structure your jokes in a way that you typically wouldn't had it not be that type of environment? Yeah, for the most part, like there's certain stuff like we can't say. I feel like once you've done a couple of shows, you kind of get a, you can gauge like what makes the audiences laugh and what kind of like pulls them back. There's a long there's a list of stuff that like it's just like it wouldn't work. Like when we're in our writing labs, and we think like what we think might be funny in the lab because like, you know, it's like it's OK. Like you can say it like we're not going to get angry, but we're just like, yeah, dude, I wouldn't say that at the show. Like it's probably not going to work. It probably won't be funny. But um, that's never really been a huge problem, like censoring. Not really a huge problem, but you just do need to be careful what you say because it's still a college campus. I think in the past, when I first started, like my style of humor was like kind of edgy and like shocking. And I did feel like I had to like censor myself. 
But then, like, as I got better at comedy and, like, got more experience, got used to the audience and whatnot, I realized, like, I don't really like that humor anymore. Like, the the edgy, shocking stuff, I don't really go for that anymore. And I don't actually think it's, like, that funny to myself anymore. So I think, naturally, myself, I, like, became more PC. But that wasn't like I was forced into it. I just grew into it. And it started off with telling edgy bad jokes that the the team members were like that's that's terrible don't tell that or like no one will laugh and it's like <laughs> sometimes you just gotta take it you just gotta be like okay I'll, i'm just not gonna say it i got, just gotta trust you guys because these guys are or like our seniors and whatnot when me and gerald joined like they knew what would not be funny and like we're noobs so we have like no idea really so they would <laughs> <Noobs>. like <laughs> yeah they would be blunt they would say like i mean maybe that's funny to you and your friends or whatever but don't tell that at a show yeah and it's like okay we just gotta take your word for it how important is that element like being in those writing labs and and how does the stand-up comedy club provide that environment to help support up-and-coming comedians because i know being in those writing labs when you bring this material that you think might be funny and hear others be because i think that's necessary to have structured criticism to say you know like honestly that's not it so <laughs> can you tell me about that environment and how you guys support up-and-coming comedians who are trying to you know figure out what it is that they provide to the audience yeah so since we're just a like a student club well you don't we don't have a lot of like moments to like really prepare our act like you know you'll write out your act or whatever like do your bullet points you don't really have a lot of like moments to like work out your material and make sure like what works and what doesn't being in the stand-up club and doing the writing labs it's just kind of you know hey run it by us and we'll like we'll get a sense of like that could be that i think that's on its way to being funny i feel like that is funny i feel like that isn't funny you should maybe tweak it or change it I think it's like a it's a good way to just um, gauge what's going to work and what isn't because for the most part like technically we're going in cold like we may have run it by like our friends and maybe like our parents or something but that's not like the traditional way of like getting up in front of a bunch of people like the show you're technically going in cold yeah I think Daryl's pretty right I like like the way I describe a writing like writing lab sounds fancy or whatever, like it's a class, but it's, it's really not like the way people write out their jokes. It's like extremely casual. Like for the most part, my jokes, they come at me like randomly through the day. And it's like, oh, this phrase is kind of dumb, or this concept can be made fun of. And I'll bring it to a writing lab. And then people will just say like, that has potential, or that's not funny, or that's offensive or whatever, right. And it's really up to us to like, build out that joke and bring it back later. And then and then people will be like, all right, that sounds like a real joke now right yeah no i think that element is very important because <laughs> it was funny now i think that element is um is very important because as pretty much we've all touched on you never really know what's funny because in your mind you may think you're hilarious but sometimes if you speak to others they're like you know come on now <laughs> so i think that's a very important aspect of the stand-up comedy club considering that your club rut routinely hosts shows in which you guys are the prominent performers how difficult is it to manage your time with school responsibilities, club activities, and writing your material for your sessions? Never really had a problem with like time management because like most of the most of the material just like I don't really know anyone who like sits down and just says I'm going to write material. I feel like for me and like what Neil said, like it just kind of comes to you, you know like at random times and just like times when you least expect it. It's just, it's just a weird thing 
in your brain where your brain is just trying to make sense of what you're seeing that seems funny. It's just like, oh, that could be a joke. Let me write it down. And then like you might not even come back to it for like days or even weeks. And like, you know, sometimes you might be in class, something funny happened in class. Oh, that was funny. Let me write that down. Like make note of that. Or like I might be studying, like I'm reading something like, oh, that's weird. Let me write that down. It's not necessarily like for me, at least having a like a set moment to just like, I'm just going to write out an act. It just kind of comes. I feel like if you let it come naturally, it's it's a little bit easier for you. It's not that difficult, I think, because most of the time when I write jokes or think of jokes, that's honestly me wasting time. Like, I mean, I haven't been to class or whatever for a while because like quarantine or whatever. Right. But most of the time I spent my class just like not paying attention and just trying to think of jokes. Like, I'll wait for the professor to say, like, one thing that's just sounds kind of weird. And then I'll expand on that. I might even, like, exaggerate and lie a little bit about what the professor said. And then that's just a joke. Like, like I, use, I guess I use comedy as a way to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most memorable event that you've held with the club so far? Uh, For me... Yeah, every show we've done has been pretty fun. I mean, we've had shows that have didn't go well, obviously. Like, Neil and I talk about that all the time, like shows that went terrible. But, like, all the shows are always fun. And then sometimes when our older friends who already graduated uh, almost two years ago, like Christian and Tyler and Hanno, and we hang out with them. And that was always fun. We went, I remember we went bowling sophomore year which was really fun that was a nice like bonding activity and um mainly just you know messing around on the writing labs and just bouncing ideas off of one another and um doing the activities which we did you know pre-pandemic they, those have always been very fun uh okay so the most memorable event was probably this winter 2020 at the beginning of the year we held a show that i thought was really dope and i like that was the first show that we ever had live music like before we had a guy sit in the corner with his phone connected to the aux and then he just or they just play whatever song the people requested but like i like randomly found or like coincidentally someone in our club had a jazz band so we asked them to play music for us and they did really really well and it felt like like before it was just a random comedy show in the basement at school but like i don't know it felt like like a real comedy show because we had like live music. It was fancy. It was fancy. And I no, liked that. You know, I remember I was there at that one and it was, it felt very classy. Like I enjoyed, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the ambiance <laughs> for real. So I definitely know what you're talking about. So what is a significant impact that you believe the club has had on our campus culture throughout your guys year as either members or executive members of the stand-up comedy club? Uh, it's funny you say that. Like, so... I feel like I feel like we somewhat serve I mean it's up for debate. I feel like we kind of offer some relief to like students cuz you know they're all, you're always studying, you're always having exams especially during quarter system. It's always like midterms or exams or papers or whatever. And you know then we have like people who are like who regularly attend our shows who are like oh when's the next show? When's the next show? Like I'll be there. I'm going to come. I'm going to bring my friends. Like that's always exciting. So I think it's just like a break from just like all the stress and drama of school and just a quick way to just get some laughs. Because comedy and laughter, they're just very therapeutic. 
it's funny because remember Neil and I were talking about this. This was before we before like we had to be sent home when we had the SCU live show and it had like all the different like performing arts clubs on there. So like tap dancing, choir, uh, ballet, ballet folklorico and all the other groups. And then stand up comedy was on there. We were just so honored. We were just so honored to be considered an we arts made it. because we I feel made like we're. It, I feel like we're like we're considered like on the lower spectrum of arts. <laughs> <laughs> like Daryl's being modest. That show, we were not the lower spectrum of the performers, bro. <laughs> not to say anyone was bad, but it was it was loud in there when we performed. We did well. We did well. Yeah, that's dope. So the most recent event that the Stand Up Comedy Club held was on November 12th through Zoom. So do you feel that the virtual event met your expectations and were you happy with the turnout? Yeah, I think it I think everything worked out very, very well. You know, just I think we had around like what do we have, like 50 something people come i think something something yeah. actually i think it was a little bit more than that I, I was in it i remember a lot of people yeah probably a little over 50 people and it was it was that was like that's a decent turnout considering it's online and uh you know everyone everyone performed well and everyone was like consistent and like staying through staying for like the entire show and we had our guest comedian from UC Davis. He did well too. He did well too. Yeah, I think just in the future, we're just trying to like reach a broader audience, make sure we get more people to come because you know there's always room for improvement. But everything went, everything worked well for the online show. Uh, yeah, I, I would say the same as uh, Daryl. Like, I think that show went like, I think honestly, it actually went better than we expected because we were kind of worried. Like, are we going to be able to get a big audience from SCU? Right, like. Daryl and I went to see how UC Davis does their online shows and they have like a really involved community. Like they had like a hundred people in that call and they regularly have like about a hundred people and they do a lot of shows. Right. So we were a little like intimidated, like, how are we going to get that many people? Right. And no, we didn't get a hundred people, but like we advertise a lot. We told all of our friends and I mean, I guess it's cause it's quarantine. Everyone's like bored and there's not much to do. So people tap in. I mean, listen to our show. So I think it went like really well. And I hope this encourages more people to go to these online shows, even if it's like seems like it may not be funny or it's definitely not the same. Right. But I think we can still do really well in the future. So tell me about that, that collaboration with UC Davis. I think that's amazing that you guys brought on somebody from another school for the comedy show. How are you guys building relationships with other universities? And is that something you plan on expanding uh, in the future? I think Neil can take that because he's has more experience like collabing with Davis. Uh, yeah, I think like we didn't actually reach out to them. I think they just randomly reached out to us once quarantine like began, and they hit up a bunch of comedy clubs at other schools. Like I, I swear, they literally just looked it up on Instagram, and they would just put some university and then comedy club, and they just kept doing that over and over. That's probably how they found us, and they hit us up first, and I guess they that put the the idea in our head like although we have like a lot of people go to our shows and there's like a lot of people in the audience like either live or online or whatever the actual comedian pool of the club is is not that large right and i guess because we're all naturally around each other we joke around with each other our, our jokes kind of become similar in a way right not like exactly the same obviously like we're still very different in our own ways but i think 
like we should try or we have been trying to reach out to other comedy clubs and like keep inviting more comedians because like like when I went into college I didn't know stand-up comedy would be something I'd be doing in college and that'd be my main thing right like I I mean I had no idea what I'd be doing but like I didn't think stand-up comedy for sure and if all these clubs are like that and a bunch of people go to college and they're like what the heck there's stand-up comedy I'd love to do that like then reaching out and connecting with all these clubs that'd be so perfect and we're gonna try to keep doing it especially during quarantine yeah and that was my perspective when I was a freshman um, on campus before, you know, the pandemic going to these, what was it like club rush or whatever it's called and seeing the stand-up comedy club table. I was like, wow, I didn't even know, like you said, that there was a stand-up comedy club at a college. Like, I didn't expect that at all. So I was definitely inclined to join and, and learn more about that because as I stated before, always had an appreciation for the art, you know? So, so like my next question is now that you guys are, soon to be graduating or at least within the next year or so do you plan on continuing doing stand-up comedy in any sense or like how how does that work do you plan on including that in your life once you graduate yeah absolutely for me i'm gonna continue just writing stuff down and then like hopefully when things start to open back up like i could go to open mics and just you know just mess around and um, yeah, just con- just still continue doing it because like, I feel like having a sense of humor is like a muscle and you don't want to let it idle. You want to keep it, you know, active, keep, you know, working on it. That's some deep stuff right there. It's a muscle. That is great. I've never thought about it like that, but you're so right. Yeah. Um, Post-graduation, I think I'd probably do the same as Daryl. Like, I mean, the way I view comedy or how I approach it is like, it's the perfect way for me to not get any work done and just just procrastinate and try to write out these jokes that I don't need for class or whatever right <laughs> so like I imagine when I go to work and stuff like that I'll, I'll use the same thing like oh this coworker just said something dumb I'm gonna make fun of him <laughs> in front of a bunch of people that don't know him and yeah I'd love to go to like uh the open mics and stuff like I probably won't do it as much as I do it in school or whatever, but yeah, I would still like to practice and uh, make people laugh because it's it's a lot of fun and it goes straight to my head. <laughs> yeah, now I hope you guys do continue that because as I can see, you're passionate about it and, and there are a lot of avenues that, like you said, open mic um, places where you can go in or bars and things of that sort. So I don't know how that'll look, you know, once the pandemic is over, but I think there's a way for you to do it and continue continue that passion. So what would you say is your mission as an executive member of the Stand-Up Comedy Club? So in other words, what do you want students to know about this club and what it has to offer? I'd say just main thing, getting students interested in comedy, help people like learn to appreciate it. It's just one of the last few forms of like free speech. And it's just, it can be fun. It can be, it can be funny. It can be exciting. It can be thought-provoking. And also just to... Like Neil said, we're kind of just wasting time, just playing around. It's a fun, it's a fun activity. Yeah, I I feel the same way as Daryl. Like I think like or the last thing, that's the most thing I relate to. Like it's just fun. Like like I feel like a lot of people always think like I I could do stand up. Like oh, I'm a funny person, I could do it, right? And it's like okay, do it. Like it's <laughs> like I want people to come out and try because it's it's not easy per se, but like it's not something that some only really special people can do it or whatever. Like. Not everyone's going to start off like Dave Chappelle or like John Mulaney or like all those huge names. Like you got to start somewhere and college is the place to do it. Right. You got plenty of things to make fun of. 
like the mission for the club, like to be more inviting. Like I want people to come to the club and not be scared to perform because the audience is pretty understanding. Like everyone knows like you're new to it. So no one's going to be like harsh on you. And we're going to make sure you don't come up and say some problematic stuff. Like We're, we're going to make sure you're chill in that sense. That's great. I think that welcoming environment is very necessary for students who may be afraid of the stage or just how people will react to their jokes. Because like you said, you, you have to start somewhere. So I think that's great that that's your message and you want people to join in and just try it out. Right. Just try new things, learn new perspectives and put yourself out there in a way that you may not have before. So that's amazing. So in that same vein, I actually have a joke that I want to tell you guys. And I was thinking about it <laughs> like uh, earlier this week because it was just going through my head. Like I just thought of something random and stupid. So I'm going to just tell it to you on see what I think. Right. So. All right. I was at a grocery store with my friend and we saw this woman. I mean, we all had our masks on, obviously. Right. And I saw this woman. She had beautiful eyes. Her eyelashes were amazing. And her eyebrows. Right. So I was like, she's probably very beautiful. Maybe I should go over there and talk to her. And my friend was like, yeah, maybe you should. So we were at the the, um, the cash register and she was talking to the cashier. And all of a sudden she put her mask down because I guess he couldn't hear her properly. And I was like, oh, look, her nose has a bandage on it. It's very messed up. It's like it, it looks like a silly straw, just the way that it was bent. And it was odd. It, it definitely was damaged. So I was like, um, man, should I should I go ask her what happened to her nose? I, that's just odd. Uh, just sparked conversation. He said, no, you shouldn't ask that. And I said, why would it not be cool? You know, that, that wouldn't be a good introduction. He said, no, you shouldn't be nosy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is not what I expected. <laughs> Shame here. Shame here. Um, uh, <laughs> see, it's stupid, but, like, uh, I thought that was funny. It's a good start. Yeah, I think it's a good start. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So, the, uh, so the, here's our last two questions. So first of all, thank you guys for coming on, but here's our last two questions. So let's say that you had an ideal Saturday and this is, let's say pre COVID, right? When you can do whatever you wanted, what would be, or what would you describe to be your ideal Saturday? Probably riding my bike to the beach without a mask. Uh, cause that would be nice. <laughs> Not having to wear a mask and just be able to breathe fresh, air quote clean air <laughs> um uh hanging out with friends maybe going to a party later or um just hanging going out to eat yeah just going to like some venue whether it's like a comedy club or like a movie or something that would be my ideal saturday i think my ideal saturday would be being able to like play basketball with people like with a lot of people <laughs> Like, I, I miss that, like, so much. And also being able to leave my house and see people and, like, without masks on, breathing the, like Daryl says, clean, clean air. Like, I mean, I'll wear my mask as long as we need to, but I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. But I understand. <laughs> like, just being able to get out of the house, honestly, and see, like, a lot of people without, like, being worried about my health or whatever. That's what I miss the most, probably. That's true. And I think even when the pandemic is quote unquote over, right, people will still be hesitant or maybe not because people are hesitant right now. So <laughs> maybe they won't be, but I feel like it'll be some sense of maybe I shouldn't be in this big group. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Um, and then the last question is, if you had to listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would that artist be and why? One artist. 
I'd say I'd probably listen to um I'd probably listen to uh Saba. He's really he's Wait, hold on, hold on. you know I, Saba like the dude who made care for me? Yeah. Oh my god, you know Saba? <laughs> I didn't know you knew him, Daryl. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, he's dope. Continue. Yeah. He's dope. He's really good. I check out Saba. Care for me album came out twenty eighteen. One of my favorite albums of that year. Care for me and Bucket List Project both right. master both masterpieces. I actually really good. Yeah, I listened. I remember first listening to Saba like a year, year and a half ago, and that's one of my favorite albums. He's like, he has like very good themes for his music. Like, discuss he discusses like you know death of loved ones. He discusses you know like where he comes from. Like you know he just yeah because he's from Chicago, right? Yeah, he's from Chicago, and he talks about you know growing up in Chicago and just. I feel like I like rappers who tell a story and like all but also like kind of have like a a theme whether it's just like you know the state of the world or just like relationships or growing up and stuff. So he's and and he's you know very talented. He's a very good like lyricist. He has really good flows. So I would I would listen to him. I hope he puts out some more music like later like another good album cuz like you know he's already two for two in my no, book. Yeah, he's great and I also like his click. He's uh he makes a lot of music with No Name who's a very good female rapper like one of the best not even female rappers, one of the best rappers out right now. Like her album Room 25 I believe was amazing. That came out 2018 as well. And then another one of his close friends is Smino. That's one of my favorite artists um from St. Louis. Smino's good too. Smino is dope. And then um, a lot of other artists that he's cool with as well. So I think that's a great choice. What about you, Neil? Yeah, I'm going to go totally opposite to Daryl in a way. Like, Daryl likes listening to the stories and, like, the thought-provoking rap. Like, I can listen to that on occasion, right? But, like, I need to be into it. But I could listen to Kanye West. Oh, that's a great choice. Whenever, man. Whenever. It's so... I I just think he's really easy to listen to and it's, like, easy to relate to because, like, he'll rap about how he loves his family or about how he misses his mom or, like, he broke up with some girl or whatever. Like, that's some, like, easy stuff to listen to, I think. And I could... And his albums are just kind of different. I mean, I know he's insane. I know. (laughs) But his music's good. No, that's an amazing choice. That's an amazing choice because he has at least probably five classic albums. Like, if that's the only person you're listening to for the rest of your life, you have a lot of great... And you probably could listen to the stuff he's produced because technically it's him. Yeah. So that would be a great discography to choose from. That's... Kanye West is, like, dope. And, yeah, as we all know, he is office bonkers but like just <laughs> the music the music man the, the production oh my yep, god like yep. i can cry from just the production alone i'm not gonna it's it's so beautiful so that's a great choice all right well those are all the questions i have for you guys thank you again for coming on to the voices of santa clara podcast and speaking about the stand-up comedy club we are as i can speak for the listeners and myself we're all excited to see more of your content uh once you have another virtual show maybe or whenever we get back on campus so again thank you guys for coming on Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having us, Malachi.